Right now, though, we're going to have a discussion about um, this protest and um, sort of what it tells us. I mean, think about it. The overriding theme of this, uh, a lot of it's been around noise, right? Not only the truck horns, which was the focus for a long, long time and the focus of a court injunction and sort of uh, was the major concern for a lot of people in Ottawa, just the amount of noise and attention that this convoy has received. They've really done a job of getting attention. There's no two ways about that. Let's have a discussion about um, what this all means with uh, Dr. Matthew Jordan, who's an Associate Professor of Media Studies at Penn State. Doctor, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, glad to be here. It really is interesting. I mean, noise is, is the underlying theme here, but I mean, first of all, that the air horns, uh, we finally got an injunction on there, but that sort of tells the story in a way, doesn't it? That, that kind of noise... That's right. Uh, so, in the in a way, the air horns are a metaphor for the the whole event, which yeah. is that uh, the way that the the media amplifies these things is kind of an analog to the air horns, and the way that the air horns are to public space around the parliament, which is having to suspend its debate today, to uh, what kind of media amplification is through hyperpartisan media in the media system. Right. In both cases, you just can't escape it. No, you can't. There is nowhere to run. There is nowhere to go. Especially in this day and age, it's constant. It's absolutely inundating. When we take a look at how that worked into this situation, I mean, times have changed. We've always had noise issues in society. That's always been part of the discussion, but it's entirely different now. Yeah, I mean, in in, uh, in in today, what we're talking about is not noise in the sense of that we're hearing it right. locally, right? It's not, you know, I can't think, although, you know, I suppose if you're in Ottawa right now, you probably can't think, and that's what a lot of the folks up there were talking about, that they, you know, that it was like torture, and we know yeah. that this is, you know, the Americans, uh, you know, the military camps down at Guantanamo Bay used to use loud music to... Uh, As a form <laughs> to, of torture. To put, yeah, to put people in a psychological state yeah. that they would break, right? And that's kind of what, what the folks in Ottawa have been having to deal with a little bit. But in terms of media, right, that our media system right now, the incentive system, the things that the algorithms reward, it tends to be noisy people, right? It tends yeah. to be the people who are not interested in having a conversation, but they're interested in and making you hear their noise. And if you look at how Facebook works, if you look at how YouTube works, if you look at the various channels that the the people who were organizing this thing used, it's all based on amplifying that kind of noise. And so in a, in a way, like it starts to be hard to hear anything else. And the issue around that, I mean, that's fine. Everybody has a right to have their voice heard, but the sure. amplification of some voices and not others becomes the problem, especially when the voices that are being amplified, as you say, aren't necessarily interested in discussion or debate or right. even reality. It's just about being heard. If that gets amplified, the whole ecosystem gets twisted. That's right. And, and and so there are a lot of truckers who think differently, right? And there are a lot of Canadians who think differently. And those voices haven't been heard because what we're concentrating on in the media system is mostly just the loudest people in the room. So, I mean, that's part of the process, though, right? I mean, how do we, what's the way to sort of deal with this? Or do we need to deal with this? Um you know, it's a it's a tricky situation, and the reason I wrote the piece that I wrote was to 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 think about maybe that the same way that we want to kind of make it so that everybody can talk and think and hear and the things that we need to do as a society, that maybe we need some similar uh, ordinances on what our media system does, or at least just alternatives, right? So, if you're being heard, like I think. By now, pretty much everybody knows what the issues are yep. with uh, the convoy people is. So does that mean you get to keep 
speaking and not letting anybody else talk. I mean, I think that's the issue. It's not that they don't have a right to be heard or even that their issues are not, uh, I'm not saying that they're, you know, not legitimate, um, but they're, they're the way that they're, things that they're expressing now, I think, are manifestations of what they've been told is the issue. And I, and I think in many ways, if they would talk to people, they might realize that maybe the thing that they're concerned about, maybe the thing that they're paranoid about, maybe the thing that they're frustrated about, isn't really what's going on. Right, because when we're having a conversation with people, you know, once you if you and if you let them get a word in edgewise, you start to see things differently. Right, if you're really listening, you start to th- see things differently. And I think that's one of the things right now that our media system is not really allowing to happen. I, I think you make a good point. You know, and you make an interesting point in the piece. You know, like speaking or freedom of speech, you have the right to speak, but do we need to somehow enshrine a right? to listen or, or, or right to be heard and at least have that. I mean, I don't know how you would do it, but it's an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know either, but, uh, but the right now, the, like we have a, 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 a center here trying to work on socially responsible artificial intelligence, right? Algorithms that would, you know, cause the things you get on Facebook and, and all the things, the digital media, social platforms that you're on, uh, they feed you things and they sift from the thousands of things that are going on and feed you things. And it's, they tend to be things that you already agree with, right? Yep. Instead of things that might you know, nudge you to think slightly differently. So to have something that would maybe nudge us to say, maybe Trudeau isn't Hitler, right? (laughs) Something like that. Uh, That's, I think, what we need a little bit more of, a little bit more of uh, constructive, productive dialogue and conversation as opposed to just people screaming at each other. Yeah, you're so, I couldn't agree with you more. I really and truly couldn't, Doc. Thanks so much for your time today. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Take care. You too. That's Dr. Matthew Jordan, Associate Professor of Media Studies, Penn State. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone. And for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.